Hello, you're listening to Attempted Adventure. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your DM, Jamie, and without spoiling anything, this is a podcast where four friends who've never played any tabletop RPGs before have gotten together to undergo an adventure DM'd by their friend who has neither played nor DM'd before. So basically, you're about to hear a whole lot of mistakes and goofs, but that's where all the fun comes from. In this podcast, we are playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, and if you haven't already, you may want to listen to our intro mini-episode where the players introduced their characters, talked about the book we just finished, and their fears and concerns and excitement and all that about moving from a pre-written adventure to a campaign written by me, their DM. All of that aside, thank you so much for tuning in to this little experiment of ours, and we really hope that you enjoy what you're about to hear. And welcome to Attempted Adventure. right now in your guys's story uh you guys have just slaughtered the dragon the white dragon um you cut off its head and paraded it through town and sent ander off to uh gut it for parts yeah Um, i still want those parts so you guys that kid (laughs) the townsfolk threw you a wild rockin' party at the inn um drinks and food were all on the house for everyone it was a wild rage night um, so you guys have partied your butts off, you received your many, many dragon trophies from Ander. He brought them all in his tiny little arms. And, um... Tiny little walls. Can I carry all those? How much do they weigh? I'd He's know. just carrying them all. We're not gonna worry about it right now. Um, he brought a cart from Barthens for yeah. to carry it all. So, um, so it is the wee hours of the morning. You guys are stepping out into the cool dawn air of Fandolin after a wild night of partying with all of your new yeah. Fandolin pals. You are walking out ready to, you know... I don't know. Adventure on. Just take a breath of fresh air really quick. For a cigarette. Yeah. You, yeah. Guys, you guys at this point have had a long rest since then. Um, you got a quick quick eye of sleep and plenty of food and drink. Over the hangover. Of, yeah, yeah, to kind of rest you up. That's some aspirin. As you guys are walking out, it's, it's like, you know, just barely the glimpse of light coming up from underneath the horizon. And, you know, everything is kind of blue tinted and... You're walking out, everyone is asleep in the bar and passed out in the streets and some people have like sauntered home and like gotten themselves to bed and all around Fandolin just had a wild night after you guys rescued them from the dragon. Um, and as you're standing outside the bar deciding what to do next, you hear, psst, hey, over here. Um, it's coming from your right in a set of bushes. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> Why are the bushes talking? I think, yeah, so we're going to go check it out. Yeah, I spoilers, yeah, yeah. we did yeah. this at the yeah, end. Yeah, I know you did. I know. Okay. I'm just picking up where we left off for context. Come here. I have something to tell you. Oh, boy. What? All right. All right, you guys approached? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, 
hiding just out of out of eyesight she's not in the bushes she's just out of eyesight around a corner um is the gnome baker that you guys met the head of the kitchen in Nomengrade, the kingdom that you guys saved from a mimic attack kitchen was, wench i give her the biggest hug <laughs> Super she awkward. Says, oh aren't you sweet i don't even know your name how's your bread oh it's great would you like a loaf she hands you yeah. a loaf of green bread Hi. that's how easy it is to get a loaf of you saved her kingdom. Of course oh. she's going to bring you a loaf of bread. Thank you. No. Um, she hands you a loaf of green bread and she says, Listen, I um, I followed you after you saved me kingdom. I um, was watching you, you know, conduct your many adventures. I know you didn't really have time to do much before you, the a dragon attacked, but I saw you guys beat the dragon. I, I didn't know you had that in you. Like, yeah, we really neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should see. We arguably didn't. Um, we did not. I almost died. <laughs> did you now? Well, I'm glad you didn't. I, oh, it didn't seem that way not. from afar, I'll tell you that. It looked like a mighty fighter out there. I know you're a um, magic user of some sort, but um, you all did a fantastic job. Um, so, listen, I know we didn't get off on the right foot when we were um, in Nomen Grade, but you know, you caused a ruckus in my kitchen. Anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you're <laughs> Uh, my, name is, my name is Penelope Edinburgh, um, and mm. I am the uh, head baker at Nomengrade, and my job is to go around delivering bread. That is not my only job. Now, I also work for um, an organisation that I know for a fact that no one has heard of, because you shouldn't have anyway. My job for that organisation is to scout um, people who could be world-changing heroes, and now, seeing as you saved my kingdom and then almost immediately after it killed the dragon and saved an entire coast of people, I would say that you maybe qualify. So um, if you'd like to join me, I think that you could be very much of a help in our mission. Are you Nick Fury? <laughs> <laughs> she puts a uh, eye patch on. <laughs> yeah! No, she doesn't do that. <laughs> What's the pay? Um, it's circumstantial, so you'll join just as a member, um, and I'm not going to tell you any information until you agree, because, you know, I don't want you to go around um, sharing our secrets and whatnot, so it'll be circumstantial um, based on each mission as they go. Is it evil? Um, no, definitely not from our perspective anyway. I think that once you learn um, kind of our, our mission and our secrets, I think that you'll agree that we're, we're doing the world a favor in our mission. You know, I'm always wary of secret organizations, but also my only personality trait written on this paper is love's a good mystery, so I'm <laughs> in. Well, um, um, I don't want to go home, so I'm in. <laughs> it's better than going to my house. So in there. <laughs> Um, well, you got two out of four. Is yeah. that yeah, stuff? yeah, no, I'm, 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 in, I'm, in. I'm in. Wow, that took remarkably little. Well, listen, I'm so glad that you agreed as a group because honestly, like the four of you, we think that. Well, I think five. it's it's five. All right, I have not met Terry yet, but I, he's sitting on my shoulder right now. Oh, oh just shit! Okay. I did not see him. Yeah. He's quite large, isn't he's he? He's huge. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. How, how big is Terry Cruz? He's five foot by five, like he's five feet long and his wingspan is five feet fully extended. So Are you like slightly afraid of him too? Or he's like you huge. totally chill with him? I'm no like, way, they I'm like, in nature. I'm like Caesar Milan. I like, I'm like, 
Gotcha. <laughs> I act like I'm not scared all the time. But you're yeah. very terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, um, honestly, I'm so glad that the four of you agreed because... Five. Uh, five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I get it. I'll include Terry in all of the like, um, company emails from now on. Like you cc then. I really? use the cantrip message, which means I'm sending a message that only Otto can hear. <laughs> and I go... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> chill with it. Chill with Terry. You mentioned Terry Crews one more time. I'm like doing this, and I'm like, I'm like petting Terry Crews, and he's like, he's like trying to like wriggle out because he's really not into it. But I'm like, you're gotta, trying to show off. Yeah. Like, Otto, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she does not hear that, and she continues to talk. I pretend I didn't hear it either. <laughs> God, help um, us. And she says, um. Well, thank you for agreeing. I, I really think that you're going to like our mission, and you're going to great work with us. Um, this may seem a bit strange, but... And she reaches out, a uh, palm up, a hand with a golden glove on it. And she says, um, would everybody mind taking my hand, please? I really aggressively hold her hand, because it's the oh. first time it's so Oh, Portia! <laughs> Low charisma, dead eyes, just... <laughs> Full hand grip. Because it's... Oh my god! Portia comes from a sad family. Yeah, she wasn't happy there, fam. <laughs> this is why she's so excited to leave and be part of something. I'm even willing to be on the bad side. <laughs> she doesn't know if they're good or not. Just looking for commute. Just looking for commute. I also place my hand right there. I place my hand right on top of Melody's. Oh. Right, Not I, like that. Oh, Terry oh. puts his away. Yeah, I grab Terry's <laughs> hand and then I guide it under my hand. He's, he him. obviously hates it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified. His 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 pterodactyl shoulder is not supposed to bend that way, and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like twist his whole body. I hate it. I hate it okay. so much. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are now you. <laughs> if you. If we go to like a fantasy Costco style place and there's a Pokeball type item, I won't be mad. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm gonna keep doing this. <laughs> oh, she's writing. Just shoehorning him into every fucking interaction. <laughs> As you pull that arm, Penelope's like, "Oh, never mind. We don't yeah. need your help. I gotta go." No, Canning so, the whole campaign. So you're now you're all now connected by one point of contact, which is um, Penelope's golden gloved hand. And um, Otto, you kind of have to crouch down a little bit just to to reach her hand that far down. Um, and she says, "All right, now um, don't hold your breath, and um, don't let go of my hand, please, and thank you." And uh, where you are standing, she closes her eyes and snaps her fingers on her other hand and the world around you starts to pixelate and um, drift upward into the sky and when you look up and see these-, these We're not allowed of... to look. No, I said, she said don't, don't hold your breath. Oh, uh, never mind. Um, as you look up and see these pixels kind of like dissipating the, the scene around you, they're floating into an emptiness. The sky is no longer there, the stars are no longer there. It's just floating into a black void. And as these pixels float up and disappear, just as soon they float back down and begin um, creating a new scene. So the room around you, um, it, it pieces itself together from these pixels that float back down around you. And you're in a circular room now. Um, the 
entire exterior of which, like the kind of outer foot and a half, is a trough of water around you with stones and debris and moss and mushrooms growing up the sides. It's very well overgrown, like it hasn't seen a good grooming in ages. And if you look down, you are standing in the center of a big stone mandala that is the depiction of a flower blooming. Aww. And um, as you land and the room is fully pieced together, Penelope lets go of your hand. And I, I don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> Roll. She says, Roll a dexterity. <laughs> she's like, she's like gently like pulling her hand out, like kind of like looking at you like, what the fuck? It's like that vine. Like, <laughs> yes, it is that exact vine. Um, she pack and pork yeah. eat us. She, yeah, she, she breathes a sigh of relief. And she says, um, welcome to the Forgotten Temple. Aww. And in front of you is a giant floor to ceiling. In the ceiling there is a bit like, a, like an opening out. You can see far, far above you there is an opening up to the sky. You can see um, this like not quite bright sky yet, but it's not night anymore. Um, and in front of you are these floor-to-ceiling double doors with the picture of a, a bright blooming tree engraved on them in stone. So when you say the world pixelized, <laughs> am I right in picturing Twilight Princess style? Not quite. I would say I would say more like um, more like the mist from Endgame, but like brighter. Like it turns into glitter around you. Like the world glitters oh. and pixelizes. No and so you are in this courtroom. Or this courtyard. Terry, I have a feeling we're not in Phantolin anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. I'm going to go home. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> he eats Obviously me. not understanding what is happening. <laughs> yeah, he eats you. <laughs> Let's check out them doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, shouldn't we just take our lead from Penny? Mm-hmm. Penny. No? Um, so Penelope, Penelope does kind of motion you over. She says, please, please come in. Um... I've got to hand you off because I've got I've got some more duties to uh, tend to. This is kind of my last stop with you, so I wanted to welcome you and introduce you to the person who will kind of be in charge of your admissions from here on out. And she walks you up to these giant double doors, and as you approach, you realize that there's a smaller door that is much easier to open. It's oh, made of. It's, I'm a little upset. Inside of the it's big set, door. It's set into one of the bigger doors. Yes. It's it's a little bit shorter. Uh, Otto, you'll have to crouch to get through it, but. Does the temple look like it was built for, like, dramatically larger creatures? You have only seen the courtyard, which is just a round pedestal in the center of water. She walks you through this door. I drink the water. Okay, it's gross. <laughs> it I is throw up. dirty. Yeah, you do. Now he's got cholera. Terry started eating it. You feel like maybe in the coming moments you shouldn't trust this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's gonna poop himself to death now. Well, oh, shit. <laughs> he's got dysentery. Anyway, <laughs> R.I.P. Auto. So, um, she walks you through this door within the giant doors, and you enter what is literally a giant temple. It's very decrepit. It's obviously very ancient, and it has seen very little use in modern times. Um, this gigantic chamber is unbelievable to you. you. You know that from context you are underground, having seen the kind of moon roof in that stone room you were in before. Um, it's all carved from stone around you. There are stalactites and stalagmites coming from ceiling and floor. And um, Around you on either side is just like the courtyard, 
um, channels of water on either side, and sprouting from those channels of water are columns, some reaching all the way up to this impossibly high ceiling, some broken halfway down, some with chips and cracks taken out of them, and there are doors uh, along either side of the temple. At the very end of the temple in front of you, there is an altar um, in front of a giant uh, stone carving of some deity. It's very faded, it's very cracked. There's not really much of it left, but you can see that it once was once a figure that loomed over this altar. Um, and at that altar, there are two figures, and bustling about here and there are the occasional figures. Everyone in this room is wearing um, forest green robes with gold trim. And she welcomes you, and she says, This is the temple of Ludus, I'm as it once was. I make my cape of many fashions match their clothes. <laughs> you are now wearing the uh, what you can almost make out as the green robes. You, you can see that there are details on it that you can't make away from, make out from that far away. But you are now wearing green robes with gold trim. I'm super jealous. Just trying to fit in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Nice. I'm sure you'll get some actual um, robes." Uh, eventually, maybe after your first mission, who knows, but Thanks. that's a good start. I really like it. Um, I would like you to meet someone, and she hollers down towards the end of the very far temple, and she yells, um, Morgana, can you come over here, please? And the one of the figures wearing the, the robes at the altar looks up, drops her hood. You can see it's a woman with, with long brunette hair, and she waves and then continues speaking with the person she's speaking to, who is a giant looming figure over her. Um, they consult for a moment, um, she nods, hands off the papers that they were kind of pouring over together to that figure, and she comes bounding over to you as that person walks away and goes through a doorway. Um, and she introduces herself. She says, um, hello, uh, I am Morgana. I understand that you are the new recruits that... Uh, Penelope here was able to find. I've heard such great things about you. Um, I'm so excited that you've decided to join our mission. I'm sure this is all a lot to take in, so please just let me get through a little bit of intro and then ask ask away any questions that you have. We here are what we like to call ourselves as the preservationists. Um, this was once a temple known as the Temple of Ludus, an ancient god of nature, um, and our leader, Asian, found it many, many years ago and has since been restoring it. And as that restoration has happened, so has our mission come to light. I myself heard of this mission um, just by rumor when I was out on a job and decided that if the rumors were true, it sounded like the right place for me to be. Um, let's, let's go to my... Uh, office over here and she pulls you over to like a kind of like decrepit bench and she sits you all down and stands before you and talks to you and she says this, this... isn't an office <laughs> she says <laughs> he <laughs> um if you four are as strong and talented as penelope believes you are then i have no doubt you'll excel here with our work um the preservationists is a group that is leading a search for what we are calling the Keeper's Key, which I will get to in just a minute. It is essentially the key to restoring the balance of nature, which I know sounds like an impossible feat, a feat that maybe you did not think was something that needed to happen. But uh, as you will come to learn, there is 
something very dark happening within our world that is not so clear to the blind eye. This is something that Aishin found when he was young. Aishin is our leader. He is a Fearbolg. And um, as a Druid, do you know what a Fearbolg is? Does everybody? A Fearbolg is a race. They are Druidic. They have a strong connection to nature. They don't have names, genders, family relations. They essentially operate as a tribe entirely intent on communing with nature. What pronouns does he use? Um, they call him he, him. Okay. They ba he basically, Asian <clears throat> goes by Asian because that's what the other preservationists have given him the name of. Like, he adapted a name <clears throat> to kind of make it work better as he leads this community. Cool. Um, so Morgana says, um, Asian defected from his tribe at a young age after the death of his brother brought him to certain realizations about the literal nature of our world. He sensed something wasn't right and went off as on his own to find the source of this sense. Um, in his travels, he found this place, and she kind of gestures at the room around you, this grandiose room, and he began restoring it, learning more and more about it as he went. Over time, many, a few other druids, um, joined in his efforts, and ever since, folks like us have been scouted by the preservationists to help in this mission. Um, if you'll come with me, I think seeing this will, will make this all make a bit more sense. And she leads you further down towards the altar. Um, so on either side of the altar is a large archway carved into the stone. And she leads you down the left-hand archway, which um, leads you into a long corridor that is entirely water, all beneath you. It's glowing somehow. There's no outlet into the sky above you, like in some of the other rooms that you've been in already. And um, the water below you glows this kind of like green iridescent glow. And she leads you across these stepping stones to the end of the corridor where there is another large doorway. I beg Mike not to drink the water. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're still feeling sick from before. So. <laughs> Playing it cool. But you pretend like it's my fault. Yeah. Um, like fine. Yeah. So this doorway is a carving that is much better preserved than the one above the altar. Um, it depicts uh, what you can kind of glean are the four elements in a cycle, going around in a circle, kind of working together to create this, this like, harmony of nature. And in the center is an, an outcropping in the shape of an arrow. That is an arrowhead on either side, a circle at the top, and a ring around the middle. And she says, this is the harmony chamber. It's still sealed off by some magic we are unable to crack, and this hole here is the Keeper's Key. We are in search of this Keeper's Key because we believe that if we gain access to the Harmony Chamber, we can um, beat whatever darkness is, is looming at hand and, and stop it before it does any more damage. Um, the world around us is crumbling apart whether you've noticed or not. Strange attacks, strange unnatural imbalances, just increasing by the day and we here at the preservationists are in search of the keeper's key here and that's what we've brought you on to do we need people who are willing to investigate the claims and the investigations that we've made on our end as far as like strategies and things like that go so we wanted you to come on and be our investigators which means you will go out into the field 
and investigate these claims and bring back whatever artifacts you find that may lead us closer to finding the Keeper's Key and getting ahead of this before it gets any worse. Do you have questions? I know that that's a lot and I didn't answer any big things. Yes. How many other preservationists are there? There are, I would say, maybe 39 of us in total. Some are out in the field, some live here at the temple. Um, many live in their own homes and just do our work as the days go by, recruiting and sending us information whenever they hear it. There are not many of us that live at the temple. What is the evil? Uh, we are not sure. Um, we've only ever heard of it described as the dark presence, the dark mist, the darkness. Asian hasn't even seen it. He's only sensed its presence in his um, communication with nature. Who calls it that? We all call it different things. And those who have seen its work would agree that it is dark in nature. What's it doing? <laughs> Being evil. <laughs> Sewing off the balance of nature. What exactly. does that mean? I'm so confused. So, we know yeah, you just can, starts crying. Can you? I don't understand. We need a, a contextual example of how balance is being thrown off. So you see that qualitative well, evidence, Something baby? disrupted that ice dragon from its home. Can I assume? Oh, shit. It's The reason Penelope was able to track your movement was because she was also simultaneously gaining intel of why the dragon's nest was disrupted. So we know that it has the ability to inhabit anything of natural origins, be it um, living beings, be it plant life, um, anything, fruits, things like that, things that are able to grow and are organic. Um, and <clears throat> it is able to alter mental patterns and, and corrupt the minds of living beings. And we fear that it's, it's going to burn our world to the ground in some way, metaphorical or otherwise. I'm like, knowingly, uh, to my friends, I'm like, that's why, that's probably why the ice dragon was such a dick to me when we spoke Draconic together. Not because he didn't like me, but did you Did you speak to a dragon? What did he say? He was a dick. What did he say? He was super rude, and okay. then he tried to kill me with his claws. Tried to kill all of us, but... Does anybody remember what he said? He um, said... None of us heard it. He's the only one who talked to it. He was like, something is fucking with my home. I'm a huge dick. I'm going to like try to kill you with my big ass claws. And I was like, probably not. I'm probably going to chop your head off. And then I'm going to go win at beer pong and Fandolin, which I did. Great. I know that you are not the one I'll go to for information anymore. <laughs> she pulls out a scrap of parchment and writes something down and then flips it back into her robes. Um, so I have a question. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, are there any other dragonborns in the preservationists? I believe you are the first one. Congratulations for making history. What about tieflings? Dwarves? We have a tiefling or two out in the fields. Oh, I know that Christ. there are some um, investigating the Underdark. They're on underwear the now. Can't get away from them. <laughs> what about dwarves? Hello? Oh, yes, we have quite a few dwarves. <laughs> I was just asking as, because... As you're talking, like, through the doorway behind you, where you were in the temple, a dwarf... Oh, woman dwarf runs across and, and yells, Hey, Morgana! And then runs out of the view. Oh, Jesus. I'm picturing a woman dwarf running is the funniest thing. <laughs> She's stout. <laughs> She's stout. I was well, asking because of... Uh, I just pulled this up for reference, but the... Because us dragonborns are very devout in our extremist... Dragonborn religion. Oh boy. So I'm just making sure. Well, like I, when you say the darkness 
Could you be referring to the evil goddess Takesis? We know that it is not a, a deity of any sort that's causing the ruckus. Um, it is some sort of force or being that has been corrupted in some way or another. We're still trying to compile information about that, but in the meantime, our big mission is to compile information and tips and put together files on promising leads that will find us the key. So when we have a promising lead, that is my job to compile that information, I will send you off to investigate and hopefully collect the key. Um, it is dangerous work, I will say, but it's world-saving work. I'm religiously interested. I love a good mystery, yeah. so I'm in! I got nothing else. Do we I'm get to live here? It. Yes, um, if you'll follow me this way, she uh, leads you back out of that, and she says as you're walking through, by the way, I, I know it's not of much importance now, but this corridor, we, we call it the moon chamber because of the way it, it glows and it has this sort of dark essence. It seems to really thrive in the evening. Mm. Um, you enter back out into the temple and she leads you across the way a little bit diagonally. It's the first door on your left past the, um, the altar now. And she leads you down this corridor and it is a curved corridor. And she says, these are our dorms. And as you're walking through, there's doors leading all the way down. And at the end of this hallway is one singular door to the left of which is a spiral staircase that leads down. You can only presume it leads to more dorms or something. Um, and she says, we heard of your arrival and we planned on splitting you up however you felt comfortable. I think maybe uh, Melody and Portia, you may share a room and Otto and Fenian, you are welcome to. If you but are- what about Terry Crews? Terry Crews can live with whoever he pleases. What's the bathroom Not sitch? me. <laughs> if you go down the stairs there Where? at the end of the hall, there is a bathhouse, including um, toilets and baths. Do we get bunk beds? We... If you would like. <gasps> Do I get bunk beds? We're like I'm the into the bunk beds. Okay. If you want to live all four to together, you can. You might be TV. cramped. <laughs> I'm huge. Okay. I'm not like huge, but I do love my space. We can only spare two rooms. Perfect! You three take one, I'll take the other. <laughs> <laughs> we can figure out however you want to um, do your living situation later. This will be one of your rooms. She gestures to a room on the left. If you want to drop your stuff and think about it later. And then we can get on with our tour. I drop everything but my swords, Hannah and Barbaro. Okay. Yeah, listen, a lot of my stuff is back on the... Well, in the real world, I get. Where the heck are we? I'm assuming um, that you guys, like, collected your stuff. Like, you were moving out of the inn to go on your adventure. Oh, we were? Yeah. I left most of my stuff back in the far-flung city where I am a professor at a university. So we got, uh, all my dragon parts? Yeah. You guys have everything that you were traveling with, is what I mean. Okay. So you guys want to just, like, drop whatever's not... Um, yeah, I go into one of the rooms and hang up one of my Mad Comic Romance monsters. <laughs> <laughs> she got tickets. Portia got tickets. Can you fucking believe Portia got tickets? What the tickets? fuck, Portia? Dude, are you flying Oh, can I go back right? to the other world? <laughs> I gotta go see this concert real quick. Yeah. I want to take the job, but I have a prior engagement. Yeah, but it's super important. Heads up. You don't understand. <laughs> um, she says, all right. Um, if that is enough with the dorms right now... Uh, I will bring you over this way. And she brings you back into the temple. The temple is kind of like the midway for everything. Um, and she leads you across diagonally once again. It is the door um, immediately in from the left if you were to be coming in from the courtyard. And you enter this room. And it is a large 
dining hall, there are tables kind of lined up throughout. There are wooden tables and um, you can see there hasn't been a meal here yet today. It's kind of clean, it's early morning. And she leads you way into the back into a galley kitchen. And in the galley kitchen, there's clattering and, and kind of like humming and scuttling about. And she says, Oma, Oma, are you in here? And from around a bend behind a cupboard, a uh, gnome pops out and she says, what do you want, Morgana? Oh, it's so early in the morning. I haven't even studied Kuten yet. They're all Scottish. They're all Scottish. And she says, ah, are these the new recruits? Yes. Yes. So you are. And she says, I'm Oma. You just met my sister Penelope, I believe. Ooh. We did. All Penelope. We are twins. Aww. Aww. Identical? Uh, nope. Okay. Adorbs. We're hungry. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to wait. I know you're not hungry, Penelope. Tell me. Told well, me you came from a party. Now. Don't lie. Um, well, we didn't do a lot of eating at the party. It was mostly like. Pong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jack was. You know. I ask Oma if she has any Pedialyte. I don't have Pedialyte, but you can have this block of cheese. <gasps> that, that, she hands you like a block of cheese. That'll actually get me there. Ooh, that's yeah. fine. Oh, sick. You guys eat a block of cheese. I nibble at that cheese. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> this is good cheese. She says, is it brie? <laughs> no, it isn't. Is it brie? It's hard. Soft. It's a cheddar. She's it's rolling hard. to see what it's kind of cheddar. cheese. Yeah, roll for brie. Do you have that cheddar? Roll for brie. Do you have that cheese table pulled up? Um, it's a 10. Is that, that gouda? It's not gouda. No, it's cheddar. Yeah. Um, I'm good with the cheddar. Oma says, I'm here for a meal if you ever need anything. Help yourselves to midnight snacks, but don't empty my cabinets. Um, I am the head cook here, and she's gonna regret this. I <laughs> I welcome you warmly into our little community here. I hope that you guys are ready to do some good work. Heck yeah. Oh, and um, just so you know, I am a potions expert. If you ever need anything, and you can bring me the ingredients, I'll be happy to put it together for you. Oh, girl, oh, what can boy. you make out of all this dead dragon carcass? If you want to leave oh, it for me, I can figure it out. I know we're never. We'll just gonna steal see them again. one toe. We'll be back. Right. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Great. Um, and she moves you on. She says, "I know that you had quite a night, and you kind of parted your little butts off, and it might be time for a long rest if you'd like to catch your breath and and kind of absorb this all for the evening. I'd be happy to allow that." No, let's go. All right, great. Um, yeah, didn't we get a long rest? Yeah, we just left. You did. All right, cool. So she says... I just woke up an hour ago. Yeah. She says, I'm glad to hear that. Then um, if you'd follow me this way, there are a few more people that I'd like you to meet. And she brings you down to the right side of the altar this time, mirroring the moon chamber. She brings you down a much warmer uh, lit corridor that does have a sunroof kind of slatted throughout the high, high um, cave ceilings. She says, um, although we are deep, deep under a mountain, we do get an immaculate amount of sun down here in some of these rooms. This we've been calling the sun garden, um, as on either side you'll see there are these troughs of, of soil. Uh, Genji here, and she uh, gestures to a man that you are just noticing, um, squat. He is a dwarf man. He's short wearing his green robes and he's um he's kind of squatting over a couple plants in the soil he's kind of trying to get them to uh sit flat no he's he's gardening okay he's gardening she says this is genji he is um in charge of trying to restore the 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 plant life here we believe that this garden was once meant for 
growing vegetables and herbs and things to brew potions and even cook with. He's very in tune with nature. He is also a druid, much like Asian. And he's here if you ever need him. He's very nice. Does he talk? Yes, he does. Genji! Oh. And he turns around and looks at you and he says, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, we don't need you. Just oh. checking. I'm like, just checking to see if he talked. Oh. I just want to see. Well, that's all right. <laughs> it was nice to almost meet you. If you weren't going to talk, I was going to picture Brett from Superstore. But since you talked, that doesn't really work. No, he says, well, it was nice to almost meet you. I hope we meet sometime. And he goes back to gardening. We'll and she leads, yeah, you, she leads you down the corridor, and at the end of the corridor is another door. Um, this one is different. It does not depict the four uh, elements like the other one did. This one depicts a tree with many fruits and vegetables of all different sizes growing on it. Um, and she opens a little door in it. No one opens real doors here. It's all little doors. <laughs> little doors. And she leads, <laughs> she leads you into a round room that is a spiral of bookcases all the way around. Ooh, sexy. Oh hell yes! yes. Oh, Some, you're, you're, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is my preferred terrain. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Now this is the um, the temple library, and as you can see, uh, it's." Still in need of some work as far as restoration goes. Around you, like some bookcases are just in piles on the ground. Some are being held up by bricks. Some are being held up by other books. Um, it's just not fully put together, but you can tell that it's being worked in. And as you go through the spiral, people in these green robes, one or two, like bustle past you carrying a pile of books here and there. I'm when like, Finny, and you can sleep here. <laughs> when you reach the center, uh, there is a, a large curved moon-shaped desk in the middle um, and on it are strewn all types of parchments, books, scrolls, all kinds of things and from around a corner comes an elf and she says this is our preservationist scholar. He is the lead scholar in trying to um, transcribe the information left in these in these books and tomes and scrolls by the uh, people who built this temple many many years ago and he is an expert in knowledge of the arcane arts. Um, so if you ever have any questions for him, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer them, especially about things that you find in, in your travels for us. Hello. My name is Olin Fair. Oh. I have, say, so. I have no questions for him, but I, I just try to keep him talking because I like his voice <laughs> a lot. Um, yes. <laughs> I am a baby <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sweating. <laughs> he says, I look forward to you bringing me information and, and artifacts from your travels. I cannot wait to see what you, what you discover about this world and this temple that we are restoring. I do so look forward to it. And he like goes around and shakes all of your hands very enthusiastically. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you. Does he do that, that two hand shake thing? Yes. Uh, and he looks side. directly into your eyes. Oh, it hurts. Oh, you love it. Does he shake Terry's? I like Judge. He pats right. Terry on the head. Okay, good. When he shakes my hand in Elvish, I say like, Thank you very much. It's very nice to meet you. He says, oh, oh, yes, nice to meet you too, in Elvish. Nice. You had that moment. I did. I was yeah. very excited to have that moment. Um, in Elvish, I say loudly, I also speak Elvish. <laughs> Good to know, champ. Good to <laughs> did know. You really? Yeah, I did. I love that. Cool. Um, yeah, you I guys. I curse in Elvish. <laughs> Why do we all he speak guessed. Elvish? She's like, fuck you, I speak Elvish too. <laughs> 
he gasps and like kind of like clutches his books. Or just like I have no idea what you guys are saying. Or just just like oh hello. What they said. Um, Morgana rubs the back of her neck and she's like, oof, I hate this. Um, <laughs> she's like, well, I, I think that you've met all but Asian. Most of the important preservationists, I think most of the people that you'll know. And as she's talking, you hear from like somewhere out further in the temple, what the fuck? And you like, she's like, oh, I need to check on that. And she runs out of the room. Do you want some help? You guys want to chase her? Kinda. I want to know who said what the fuck. Sure. Yeah, all right. Okay, you guys right. chase her. You all run back out into the main temple. Um, and uh, Morgana is standing there consoling uh, this dwarf woman that you saw run by and scream earlier. And she says... My people. You, you run out and she says, Oh, dear. I We'll find it. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry, Cal. We'll find it. And the dwarf woman is, like, yelling and sobbing in front of you. I say, in... Dwarfish. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> she, says, she says through sobs, my giant hammer is gone! In Dwarfish? Yeah. I translate for them. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you do, do, you do it with the sobs? Yep. <laughs> exact same way. Yeah. My giant hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it as she's talking too. <laughs> It's like, my, 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 giant, giant hammer is... Okay, yeah, um, Morgana says, don't, don't, don't worry, Cal, we'll find it. I'm sure it'll turn up somewhere. I really wouldn't worry about it. And, um, the dwarven woman kind of, like, calms down a little bit. She's no longer hyperventilating. She's no longer screaming. Um, and Morgana looks up to you all apologetically and says, this is... Calgarine, Forgero, she's a fighter and she's in charge of the defenses that are holding off the dark forces as we kind of do our research and things. So I bet they, I could take her. So if there's ever a situation that gets out of hand, we, <clears throat> we send her and a few of her fighters out and they handle the situation. Do they? Um, on most occasions, yes. Okay. How do you think they would have done against a, a ice dragon at level three? Baby. I'm sure very similarly to you, they would have beaten yeah. it with quite a challenge. Well, no. I don't, I don't know about oh, that. Oh, honey. She might have done a little better than you. <gasps> well, seeing as she's on the ground crying I, over her hammer, dude, I don't know. Dude, she's jacked. She's got muscles at the wazoo. More than me. Yeah. yeah. But like, wait, doesn't she have like a twenty-one strength? <laughs> I have twenty-five with my professional. Oh, I'm just really intimidated All right, by her. Okay, uh, Morgana kind of like just like talks quietly to her for a minute and then sends her on her way, and she says, "I'm so sorry that this tour has been a bit of a kerfuffle, but Cal has kind of like sauntered off and gone to sulk in private, and um, Morgana says." Now, as your welcome and inauguration into the preservationists, I would like to present you with these. And as she, like, gestures a handout, another person in green robes comes um, bounding up with their hands stacked with green fabric. And she takes them one by one and hands them to you. And she says, these are our robes. You are now members of the preservationists. Oh, and sick. as you unfurl them and look at them, you have a chance to really look at the... the um, the embroidered design on the front, and it's a, a circle 
with two golden hands holding a green orb with the shape of the keeper's key on it, just like the silhouette of it. And she says, these are our robes. They are never to be worn outside of the temple. Not once, oh. never, nada. You do it, you're out. It. Got it? Yep. Okay, secret, secret. And then she hands you each a pair of golden gloves. And she says, these are also to be rarely worn. I would suggest only wearing these if you are going to be meeting someone that you suspect is also of knowledge of our organization or is definitely a member of our organization who doesn't know that what you look like. It's sort of a, our calling card. Other members know what they mean and um, they're easier to communicate with in trust. I can't tell you how disappointed I am because I just wrote down we get Attack on Titan robes, and now I found out that we don't get Attack on Titan robes. <laughs> Why would you get Attack on Titan robes? Well, I mean, <clears throat> we get them, but we don't get to wear them outside of the temple. You get to wear them so. in the temple. Yeah, but we don't they get to, like, to... run really fast. No. Like Naruto and, like... So are you picturing the robes right? They're, like, long, green ceremonial robes with golden trim and this insignia on the front. I, I guess was thinking, like, I was imagining I could, like, slip mine down the front and make it into an Attack on Titan cloak. I'm going to tell you right now, Morgana's going to be mad if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, these are your ceremonial robes. I really hope that you enjoy them. And as she's talking, another person in green runs up, pulls her aside, speaks to her very softly, and then runs away. And she comes back to you kind of wringing her hands. And she says, um, well, some intel has just come in. And it looks like it's time for your first mission. Are you ready? Sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Great. So she says, leave your robes here with me and I'll put them in your rooms. You can get to them when you get to them. Um, I would suggest taking your gloves just in case. And um, if you'll follow me this way, and she leads you back out to the courtyard where another <clears throat> person in green robes is waiting. She guides you to the center of the mandala again. And she says, are you quite ready? Have everything you need? Sure. I changed my cloak of many fashions back in... Now, actually, now it's red. Now it's just like a big red cloak. Sick. You look like a little red riding hood and everybody loves it. Hey, oh, can yes. we go get... We put down some of our stuff. I need all oh, stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Grab your things. Come right back. With haste. I, I, I go yeah. get my stuff. I shuffle. I stay with her because I didn't drop anything. Cool. Sick. You guys come back and... Oh, my yeah. OCR poster. That's all right. You You're coming back. There. You live here. Right, it's great. Right. You gotta, live here. You gotta keep that. Safe. And I got Terry Crews. Yes. Just worth reiterating now and then. I got him. He's my friend. Oh yes, it's great. <laughs> um, all of us do take a deep breath. <sighs> so she <laughs> she guides you to the center of the mandala again, and there is a like I said, a person in green robes waiting there, um, and she says, "This one's gonna be a doozy." And the person in the green robes walks out, extends their hand in a green glove, and waits. Everybody puts their hands in? Put in. Yeah! Okay, great. Um, you all put your hands in, and uh, the person snaps their fingers, and the world pixelates around you again in this pixelating glitter. It drifts up into the empty void. Sick. And after a moment, it drifts back down into a new area, and the person in front of you snaps their fingers and is gone. Dobby. When do we get to learn how to do that? I was going to say, with that, of all the questions, we have like five chances to ask questions that we never ask, how do you teleport? <laughs> yeah, also, how... They didn't tell us the yeah, mission. Yeah, wait, do we know where we're going? Uh, we're... She just dropped us off? Where are we? It's great. 
Um. <laughs> this sucks. Hey, it's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I truly, truly hope that you've enjoyed the humble beginnings of our journey. And I really look forward to you tuning in for the second half of this very first session. There's a lot more mess ups, mistakes, goofs, giggles, all that coming your way soon if you stick around, I promise. You can follow us on Twitter at AadventureCast, that's A-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-Cast, and it's the same on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, and make sure to rate us and leave a review. It really does help and personally i love to read them we're so excited for you guys to hear everything that we've got in store for you and i really cannot wait to hear everything that you've got to say about our terrible DD playing <laughs> make sure that if you've got anything to say you tag it hashtag attempted adventure cast definitely tell a friend about us word of mouth is the best publicity especially since i plan on spending a whopping zero dollars on advertising uh, one more time thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time bye <laughs>